Welcome to We'll See You in Hell. It's a podcast. It's a podcast about movies. It's a podcast you listen to to get information about movies. I'm Joe DeRosa. I'm Pat Walsh, and I'm hearing what? The Ice Cream Man again? Something. Loud. Something. Something. Loud in my ears. Uh, It's, uh, you know, what can you do? The con's jumping off the couch. (laughs) Uh, Folks. Today, we're doing a special 420 episode, since this will drop on 526 uh, or something. <laughs> yeah, 426 <laughs> or something. Um, but last night, Joe and I went to the Wiltern Theater, and we saw Friday, F. Gary Gray's Friday, starring Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. And we said, you know what? It doesn't always have to be gloom and doom and blood and guts. Let's talk about a comedy for the kids. Friday. Right. So that's what we're going to do. And, you know, there's a bit of a horror edge to the movie. There's the threat that they're going to be murdered by Big Worm. That's true. Throughout the film. So there's also the horror of watching young men corrupt their minds with the devil's lettuce, marijuana. (laughs) Uh, We go down to this thing. It's the 420... What the hell was it called? The 420 Fest? 420 Fest, but it was just a movie at the Wiltern. They did nothing special. There was, was no supposed fest. to get a vape pen. I got no vape pen. Yeah, there was no fest. Nothing. Just a movie. Uh, maybe something happened after the movie. We left. We did, but there was nothing happening after the movie. Yeah. Um, or maybe there was. I don't fucking know. Maybe that's when all the vendors and stuff came out. Who knows? Maybe, you know, you read today, like Cypress Hill did a free show after the movie or something. That hurts. You know, the only thing they might have done, because it listed all these vendors and free samples and stuff, they might have said, let's do it after so people take the weed and go home as opposed to take the weed for the movie. And then we got a bunch of stoners in our hands. But it's 420 Fest. You got to assume they know people are going to be high. And it's fucking legal. Well, people were smoking. Not in the room, but... Yeah. Uh, smoking the ganj. Around the, uh, you know... Right. On those mean streets. Yeah. Around the Palladium. Or the Wiltern, I mean. Uh, I like the Wiltern. It's a great venue. We it tried is. to visit one of our favorite bars, Frank and Hank, for pregame. They were locked up tight till 6 p.m. They don't open till. Right. So then we went to uh, a, a, a place called, what was it called? Beer Busts? Busty Beers or something? <laughs> we went to, I mean, it, it was a, a, a hotel's little sidebar well that's where we ended up but yeah. remember we first oh, beer belly Close. beer belly they didn't have liquor right then we went to another place wide open entire thing's wide open we walk in the guy goes yeah we're not open right so then we ended up in the the like ho- holiday inn i got the impression that guy just didn't want to serve us i got the impression too that it was uh racial yeah it was a racial thing um but we did wind up at the worst bar in Los Angeles. <laughs> I had actually drank there before. It doesn't even feel like a bar. Um, 
they're loudly watching a game. You're sitting kind of what what feels like on at somebody's house. Uh, yeah, that you're not very really awkward. welcome at. You're not welcome, no. It feels like you've shown up at your buddy's place and it's clear his wife is not happy about yeah. it. And you're just kind of sitting at a countertop, <laughs> yeah, quietly drinking, like afraid to speak. Right. And then she comes in once in a while and is like, how, uh, how much later do you think it's going to be? Yeah. Hey, Glenn, Glenn how much later do you think it's going to be? <laughs> it's totally, I want you guys to have fun, but you know, we do have in the morning... Ugh. The uh, the call with the the realtor. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, a little too real for you. Jehovah's Witness. Uh, yeah, that's real. No, it's um. I've been in that position. My wife does not put me in that position. She lets me do whatever I want, and that's what I want. Um. All right. Maybe sometimes you want that position. If yes. you know what I mean. Wink, wink. I guess it's a sex thing. Oh. That's um, sex talk. Folks, let's, if I may, get on with the show and at the same time on with the Now you're just somebody that I used to, Joe. <laughs> right? Very good. Gautier. What happened? Gautier. What happened to Gautier? I, he, he's somebody that I, that I used to know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Gautier? Uh, he recorded that song, Somebody That I Used to Know. Dear God, by the, speaking of people... You, who, you don't know that song? You just thought I was making up a I melody? Think, no, I think I know the song. I didn't... The guy's name is just Gautier? G-O-T-Y-E, Gautier. Speaking of singers with names I'm unfamiliar with... Yeah. Or musicians of names that I'm familiar with... It's like another rapper... Another tattooed face rapper that's like in massive trouble, like murdered two people. Tech 69? No, that Tanashi. guy got in trouble first. Tanashi sixty nine. Yeah, now this other guy, his name's like Smelly TK or something. Okay, and uh, his and he's he's in trouble now. What he, did he do? He murdered two his two. The way I read the story, I think it was he murdered his two best friends, and then tried to make it look like it was a drive by. Why did he murder? I, I didn't read that far in. I'm reading it. I'm going, who is this person? His name, I thought it was a location of something. It'd always be your own bitches, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why? What who, What happened in this place I've never heard? Then I realized it was the guy's name. But that's big with rappers now is a lot of facial tattoos. Right. Uh, and you don't see it as much in the comedy writing world. No. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> last I saw it, was uh Bruce Valanche had gotten yeah some uh, teardrops put on and then you know as you know him now he covers it up with with powder he's embarrassed by it that's not actually a lot of foundation and powder that's not powder that's actually sugar from uh, from donuts he was eating <laughs> folks whoa he's a big guy Bruce Valanche sits down to listen to his favorite podcast and he's got to <laughs> hear that slam. <laughs> The only slam he hears is when he sits down. Oh. I was in an Italian restaurant. Bottle of red. Ooh, bottle of white. Saw Bruce Valanche. I saw Bruce Valanche once at the LAX baggage claim. I still have the photo. He's big and fat, and he's in a tight T-shirt. Is the, it was exactly Bruce Valanche. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, his bag was lost. He was yelling at somebody. No, he seemed very friendly. Okay. Uh, 
Well, yeah, we had a time last night. We we stepped on over to the uh, the Taylor's, the steakhouse, the old school steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I left not just my card as I often do at a bar, but my wallet. So I getting ready to leave today. I got no wallet. Called the Lyft driver. He was like, "No, man." He seemed very scared that I was calling him. Um, sure enough, it was at the restaurant. So I got my card out, paid, and then must have just set my wallet down on the bar and left. You were in a state yesterday. I was in a bit of a state. You started. <laughs> well, the the missus and I, I did. did the the bottomless mimosas, and then so, when you start your day with that, generally you just go home and go to bed. But I was like, no, nah, I'm doing something. Now, what time did you do the mimosas? We did the mimosas at like a one. Okay, at a one. Yeah. Uh, till what? A three? Because you texted me around three and said something like that. And I quote, if I make quote. I'm going to get super fucked up and go see Friday at the Will Turn right. for 420 Fest. Do you want to go? And I thought, he's he's in a he's in rare form today. He's, you know, not that I haven't seen you get fucked up before, but I have never seen you phrase it like that, like it was such a, sure. a mission. Um, and then, you know, and I said, yeah, I was going to stay in. I was napping on the couch at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? Just lay here alone? Let's go cover 420 Fest for the podcast. And uh, not much of a fest, but we did have lobster tail. Yeah, Taylor's, we got some London broil. Joe came into some money, apparently. And some lobster tail. Money I didn't have to spend, quite frankly, but I'm tired. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you fake it till you make it. Yes. Uh, For some reason, I was just ordering all day whatever Joe ordered, which was so stupid. And he was trying to catch up to me, but I'm like matching him, drinking shots because I I hate shots. I don't want them. I hate them. And I just drinking them. Stupid. I appreciate that you're doing this right now because there was a moment today on the texting where you kind of tried to blame me a little bit. Oh, no, I wasn't blaming you. I'm just saying. That last time, wherever we went to the other bar, you know, it was tequila shots and a beer. Right, right as we sit down, I'm just saying, take take me off your order list. I prefer a mixed drink, uh, a vodka soda. I keep telling you that silver tequila won't do you bad. I woke up today fine. I, was, I had I was fine. I just I don't want to do shots. That's fine. That's I fine. had beer and silver tequila. I woke up. I was solid today. Okay. Uh, didn't leave my wallet. Right. Anywhere. <laughs> right. But now, how much? I leave my card at places stone sober. I do it all the time. Oh, that's that's upsetting. I, I mean, worry you, about your golden years. You get the card, you sign, you hand it back. There's like one too many steps. You know what I mean? Then they like, without even getting your attention, will just kind of set it back on the table, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm paid, I'm done. Let's hit the highway. I will agree. Card still on sitting that. in the in the holster. Yeah, they will just kind of set it down without saying anything. Right. They uh, want you to leave it. But it was a good it was a good meal. It was a good time. We saw a good movie that we've obviously seen before. Right. And I feel like today we could probably branch out and talk about some weed movies in general. Sure. With Friday being our centerpiece. Uh I have absolutely nothing for the movie corner. Oh jeez. Um because we're recording very close to when we last recorded. Uh, and I haven't watched anything new. Not that close. I would <laughs> probably a week usual standard. No, time. it wasn't a week. We recorded on like Friday, Let's, and it's Monday. All right. Uh, we recorded on Thursday, and He's gotta be right.
I will take us over to Pat's movie corner. And what I'd like to do, and you can believe this or not, I was telling Joe, I sat down on Friday and I watched three John Singleton films in a row. I watched Higher Learning, which I had seen when I was younger. I watched Poetic Justice, which I had never seen. And I watched Baby Boy, which I saw at the theater. And then the next day, John Singleton is trending because he suffered a massive stroke at the age of 51. Oh, no. Is he okay? So my hope is that John Singleton is okay. Um, and as a little tribute, let's sh- let's shine a light on him in the movie corner. Okay. Because this was such a wild coincidence. Like, generally, somebody dies or gets sick. You're like, oh, I got to check out what they do. But this, I felt responsible for the man's uh, illness. Anyway. Did you watch the three movies in a mirror? I did. Something and I like was that. saying strokey mary at the time while i was watching them which i don't even know why i was saying that that's that famous tina turner tune isn't it (laughs) strokey strokey um no but in all seriousness and it's hard to get back to that after singing strokey mary but uh john singleton i watched these movies and was like man this guy was the fucking shit and then he did too fast too furious and like four brothers which kind of sucked and uh you know, I, I want the man to, to get back to his roots a little bit. A lot of times you get the money and then you kind of keep going that way. I'd like to see him make those personal films unless you just can't get them made. I don't know. But uh, obviously he started with Boys in the Hood when he was a very young man. Got nominated for Best Director. Boys in the Hood is an incredible movie. No sense talking about it here. Hopefully you've seen it. Uh, his follow-up was Poetic Justice. Tupac Shakur and Janet Jackson. It ain't great. It's, uh, I think lately I've started hearing a lot more about it. I think it's Kendrick Lamar uh, gave him a little shout out. That song, Poetic Just, you know what it is. That's just how I feel. Uh, Poetic Justice, the movie, is a pretty standard road trip romantic comedy drama um these two really fucking hate each other i mean 20 minutes into this thing it's not like when harry met sally tupac score is like get out of my face you fucking bitch and like trying to throw her off a bus and wow. you're like yikes um the other couple they're with is regina king and her boyfriend uh he slaps her across the face at one point so it's kind of like got these weird tonal shifts um but clearly he was trying to do something other than a hood movie friday what makes it so special it was you know it treated the hood as wait boys in the hood you mean i'm talking about friday oh you're a place that can be fun but for a long time these hood movies were just all about oh i see you know killing friday was the first to shine more of a fun light on it but uh ice cube actually offered the lead role in poetic justice he said his fans would never buy him in a romantic vehicle he's too hardcore for that he turned it down but then he plays so goofy and stoned and lovable and like dopey in friday just a few years later yeah, but right. maybe he wished he had done Poetic Justice. Who knows? Well, he, tra- I mean, he might have just also not liked the script. Correct. He just said that. He transitioned, you know, he he transformed, I should say, uh, very quickly in the business. You know? Yes. Not not that long after Poison the Hood, he also did Are We There Yet, which I never thought I would that see. That was 15 years later, though. Uh, it was 10, maybe. Maybe 10. Let's but, say I mean, 10. So that's a pretty, you know. 10 years of big swing. Um, but anyway, uh, I never saw Poetic Justice. I remember seeing an interview with John Singleton when it came out. 
And he said the way he got the idea to do the movie was he woke up one day uh, to the to his radio alarm clock and um i forget what was playing but he was like the idea popped into my head um that's going to be my next movie i'm going to do a movie about a poet and her name is going to be justice and it's going to be called poetic justice and i remember it's a strange way to get a get a uh, idea for a movie well yeah and i kind of remember thinking like that sounds like you know you're working backwards there but uh but uh so I never, I just never had any interest in the film. It's the the story doesn't interest me at all. Uh, I jumped back in at higher learning, uh, yeah. which I love. But uh, it sounds like I didn't miss much with Poetic Justice. Although I would have liked to have seen Tupac. Yeah, and he's good in it, and Janet Jackson is very charming and good in it. Um, it just kind of doesn't really take off, and the poetry stuff. You know, this poetry was written by Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou's in it for a little bit. I mean, none of that connects with me, with me at all, personally. But um, Regina King and Joe Torrey are the other couple. But I'll tell you, it passes the time. It's a nice movie. It's got a couple funny moments. And as with all these early John Singleton movies, it's got a great sense of time, place, character. He makes, even Boys in the Hood, the only thing that really dates that movie is their like, outrageous uh, magic eight ball jackets that they're wearing and, and the, the four color shirts and everything. <laughs> Right. Poetic justice feels very timely and current. It was great. Now, Higher Learning. I know a lot of people who love this movie. A lot of my friends loved it back in the day, and I loved it. And I thought, this is going to be one that's embarrassing now, one that just doesn't hold up, one that tries to oversimplify race relations and so forth. That would forth. be my concern. It does, to an extent. And that is that was the criticism of it at the time, that it just tries to... What's going on? My washing machine. Oh, okay. You looked so startled by your own well, that washers. sounded like a real rush of water. It did. And for a moment, I was terrified that water was shooting everywhere. Fair. Um, yeah, people thought it was a, a big mess and tried to take on too much and blah, blah, blah. It does, but, I, I mean, it's so well done. And they don't get enough time, really, to go. You'd like to see a three-hour cut, almost. But, like, the Michael Rappaport coming to school... It's like takes this weirdly simp- sympathetic eye to a guy becoming a neo-Nazi skinhead. And they fo- follow his whole story as he's ostracized. He feels left out of different friend groups. And finally, he finds his people. And that's like a weirdly loving take at like how people get caught up in that. Um, generally, you just see the monster and not what, what, what brought him there. But Rappaport's great in it uh ice cube is great in it he also in a weird way like he gets a lot of uh sociology out through the lawrence fishburne character who's great as the professor right but like ice cube is pretty militant and he's always walking in and like cranks his music when he comes home and Rappaport's like hey what would you do if i came in and was blasting my music and he's like it wouldn't happen i'd kick your fucking ass <laughs> right. and i guarantee these were like laugh lines and cheer lines and stuff but it just paints a very balanced portrayal. It's like, yeah, what they're doing is annoying. They're blasting their music to this guy when he's trying to study. And he never, Singleton never does what even Spike Lee is, quote, guilty of at times, of seeming a little one-sided in his portrayals of things. It just felt very balanced and very cool to me, especially for how young the guy was at this time. Singleton, you know, if he's 51 now, I think he directed Boys in the Hood when he was like 21 years old or something. Wow. So, um, 
higher learning i just think is awesome it, it swings for too much there's like a lesbian love story in it that you know well, yeah it tries to hit like every demographic every demographic of, yeah our old friend jay ferguson uh date rapes christy swanson which i did not need to see because he is such a sweet sweet man and i i never knew that it. was ferguson it's ferguson he's like in a real like douche he he, he plays a uh, evil frat guy very well um but anyway highly recommend higher learning if you've never seen it it's kind of in its way it's like the, cr- the movie crash but at college but directed by a black guy who's got a lot more to say than I think that Crash did. I loved it. And Baby Boy. So between those, he did Rosewood, which is a great historical drama. Shaft, which is, I thought it was a very fun update of Shaft with Sam Jackson. Then Baby Boy. And how is he not involved at all in the new Shaft? I it's don't a know. sequel to his Shaft, and it's like he's not anywhere. He's got to have card. a producer credit or something. I don't think I he hope. does. But uh, Baby Boy is the one I think most people have not seen. Another role that was uh, going to be given to Tupac Shakur, but went to uh, Snoop. No, 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 no. Tyrese Gibson. Oh, okay. But Tyrese has a giant poster of Tupac in his room as kind of an homage, but Tupac died, obviously, and couldn't do it. Funding fell out, and then years later, he came to do Baby Boy. Baby Boy is awesome. Snoop Dogg is great in it. Taraji P. Henson in her first role is great in it. The movie is stolen and should have been nominated by Ving Rhames, who is fucking awesome, as uh, Tyrese Gibson, the baby boy in question's new sort of father figure. He's, He's fucking his mom. He's got a scene where he comes out in the morning. He's been listening to his mom and this guy fuck all night. And he walks out, Ving Rams stark naked, cooking eggs at the stove. And he's like, can I make you some eggs? Like, turns around, doesn't cover his ass or anything. Um, there's a scene where Ving Rams is carrying the woman around the bedroom, fucking her, doing leg thrusts as he fucks her. That is insanely funny. Uh, and the movie, I loved it whenever I saw it, like in college. But seeing it again, it's a real kind of lost gem. Singleton makes these, quote, hood movies um in a way nobody else did he made them very special very personal very like visually very cool um i also watched menace to society which is another great one by the uh, hughes brothers but for some reason watching a lot of uh of these movies they're great time capsules of la as part of it but um i had been watching a bunch of them which which brings us to to friday which is sort of uh ice cube saying why are all these movies so heavy i used to have fun in the hood let's talk about that right uh, a couple screaming ends before we hop over. Yes. Did we talk about Guardians 3 rehiring James Gunn? We didn't, um, but yeah, that happened. Uh, I mean, that's not even new news at this point, but uh, look, I'm very happy for the guy. I'm glad he went back, and I'm also glad he told Disney they're going to have to now wait until he's done with his Suicide Squad adaptation. Uh, so uh, that's interesting news. I mean... Disney, the Oscars, all these people—they just take these big swings, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, we're we're not going to do that. We didn't mean it." Like the Oscars were like, "Let's have a most popular film category." Everyone's like, "I hate that," so they go, "Okay, we won't do it." No one has any convictions. 
No, uh, but I, you know, I thought it was bullshit that he was fired. It was bullshit, but if you're going to do it, you have to stick with it. I mean, like, well, right. it doesn't mean anything. Wasn't it discussed at the time? It's, All they did was like, they probably called him the day after. Let's sit tight until this blows over, you know? Like, it just... I mean, well, yeah, it's like business. it's like Mitt Rom- Romney coming out and being like, I am sickened by Trump's lack of responsibility and behavior yeah. with this. It's like, oh, shut up. It's like you're just it's so gross. How, you know, like, oh, so because you want to run again. Yeah. Now you're sickened. It's just funny. Um, these these people uh, also to uh, another scream in and quick one. Stranger Things three trailer dropped. Um I got to say, people, not looking good. Okay. The trailer for season two was so outstanding that they had to play it twice at Comic-Con. This trailer is, I mean, they, they, they tell you very little, but it does, not have the, it does not have the swagger that the second season trailer had. It does not have the intrigue that the second season trailer had. Um, uh, they're aiming for a different part of the '80s that's clearly not quite as fun. '88. Uh, I don't know, but you can ju- you'll see when you watch it what I mean by that. '88 um, like was the least fun year of the '80s. Um, the kids are starting to look a little too old at this point. Um, and also too, it's 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 two cool kids now. You know, mm-hmm. it's cool kid stuff now. Like the you know. Like, they're putting this Finn Wolfgard kid into... I forget what he just got put into, but he's quickly becoming somebody that I don't want to see in things because I'm like, it's distracting to me. It's the Stranger Things kid, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, doesn't mean he shouldn't work. Doesn't mean he's not talented. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know. Let's see. I was a little skeptical with season two. I was wrong. I thought it was great. But season three, I mean, just even the structure of the trailer is stru- it's 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 it looks like they're put, reaching into their bag of tricks. It starts with this th- situation that's supposed to look sinister or menacing, and then there's a switch, and it's a it's something goofy. You know, it's kind yeah. of like they're kind of just like painting by numbers in this trailer, uh, and it just doesn't look that great. Um, but then again, maybe they're just kind of showing you what they can show you without ruining it, um, at this point. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was excited to see the trailer and then I was kind of like, yeah, I didn't see it. Um, but you know, you can't judge a, a, a show by its trailer. Well, you can't, but, said. but I will say I, I, I sometimes get a good, uh, sort of sense with these things, my spidey sense starts tingling. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I mean, let's let's just let's just put it out on the table, Pat. I called it. I said Twilight Zone's going to suck. Yeah, you said no way. You do say most things are going to suck, so <laughs> it just stands to reason you'd be right. Sometimes, sometimes. My, my gut starts to to, to to go, and I yeah, you know, um, I just I will say this: when I feel swept away by a trailer, often I enjoy swept the film. Away. When I feel meh about a trailer, often I'm a little disappointed by the final product, you know, uh, and I feel a little meh about this trailer. Okay. Uh, I was annoyed going into season two with the amount of publicity that was going into it. Mm-hmm. That was irritating, but I, I thought the trailer was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. 
Uh, and it seemed like they got some shit to say. At this point with this one, I'm kind of like, they can't not do a third season. And now these kids are all off doing other things. And it's kind of like, okay, well, scheduling, when can we make this work? Did we get a, th- you know, what, what what could the story be for a third season instead of we have an idea for the, you know, mm-hmm. that's just to me what it feels like. I could be wrong. All right. I mean, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Uh, and scary stuff. I haven't done one of these in a while. Folks, oh. if you're a fan of the Atari 2600, as I know many of you are, you need to go out and buy the Retron 77. This is an amazing product. And again, we never, this, none of this is paid promotion or endorsement. This is just a product I love that I think you'll love. Um, I hope it's about to get scary. Let me, f- often with video games. What, 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 why, why do you doubt that I'm not... Why do you think I'm doing it wrong? Go ahead. I'll get to it. I mean, a man's recommending a, a 40-year-old video game system on scary stuff. That's not what I'm recommending. All right. If you're a fan of the Atari 2600... So you're saying if you get this ancient product that no one will buy, you're going to recommend like a Frankenstein monster game? Why don't you let me do what I'm doing? All right. Did I go to you? Oh, hey, uh, baby boy, I hope you're getting... I let you say the thing. I let you say your piece. It's a, it's a segment. I talk about movies I've seen. And I talk on scary stuff frequently about video games that have, you know, a sci-fi vibe, right? Do I um, not? So sure. let me get to it. Get to it. If you're a fan of the Atari 2600, which I know many of you are, it's probably my favorite system. Uh, it has be- or grown into becoming my favorite system of all time. Why? Because there are so many fantastic sci-fi games on it and horror-themed games on it. And I like them a lot. There are a lot of Fight the Aliens games on the Atari 2600. And I know many of you are saying, well, you know, I was a big fan of Asteroids. I was a big fan of Space Invaders. I was a big fan of Mega Mania. I was a big fan of Haunted House. Joe, I'd love to play these games, but I can't because my damn Atari 2600 won't hook up to my HD flat screen television. Well, folks, I got great news for you. There is a product you can get. It is called the Retron 77. It is a fantastic product. It is it is a new product. You can get this thing for about 60 or 70 bucks. It is HD capable. It hooks directly into your HD television via HDMI, and it is compatible with all Atari 2600 cartridges. Uh, it also because it's a new system it allows you to save your games which if you know how hard Atari Twix 2600 games can be that's a huge bonus um, so you can stop and pick up where you left off when you got to go eat dinner or go away for a week or whatever it is um, it has an updated version of the Atari 2600 controller that is the best version of the Atari 2600 controller I have ever experienced. They have loosened the stick so you can say goodbye to those blisters. Uh, and uh, it's just a very, very fun, easy controller to use. And it makes playing the games much better. Uh, it makes it a better experience. So if you miss those old sci-fi and horror Atari games, you want to play them again, I'm telling you, go get yourself one of these things. They even gave it some fake wood paneling and... Not around the sides, but on the top. It's a nice looking console. You can get a second, con- comes with one controller, you can get a second controller for 15 bucks. Uh, I-, I can't recommend it enough. I think it'll bring a lot of joy to your life. 
And uh, and that's it. Didn't matter what I was going to say. You were going to react like that at the end of it. No, no. Just it's not my thing. What's not your thing? It's not my thing when you when you discuss these game machines. Really? I don't think it's what the people come to this podcast for. You think they're here to hear about poetic justice? I do. They're here to hear about movies. I do. A lot of people write to me about scary stuff. <laughs> they don't write to you about scary stuff. Yeah, you know, I get messages. You don't get messages. Yes, I do. All right. Thanks for recommending that game. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Okay. You know? All right. I didn't know you were the boss of the podcast. I'm not the boss. I was ready to move on to the next next thing. Well, I had a segment I had to do. <laughs> sure, sure. We talk about music on here. We I'm talk saying about- once it's done, I was re- I was ready to move on. I'm not. I, I didn't say a word. You're reading too much into my heavy sigh, <laughs> my weary heavy sigh. Right. All right. Well, let's move on. Friday. You know it. You love it. You've probably seen it. Watch it again. The movie is a classic. It is a comedy classic. It is too often left off of great comedy classic lists. I think that that's racist, frankly. It's so funny. Most of the lines of dialogue are funny. Ice Cube is hilarious. Chris Tucker is hilarious. DJ Pooh was going to play that role. New Line was like, no, you can't do it. Now he plays the guy with the big shiner who gets punched in the face. DJ Pooh is the funniest person in the movie. Uh, but which, that's uh, crazy. It's not crazy. He's hilarious in that movie. You only see him for two seconds. Yeah. Uh, but he is tremendously, tremendously funny. He co-wrote the movie. I, I know. Also. Yeah. Uh, but he's got all the best gags in the movie. I, I mean that's it's crazy. It's not crazy. <laughs> what, what are you being it's just a, today? It's a crazy thing to say. It's not a crazy thing to say. DJ Pooh is is good in the movie as well. His comedic instinct in the bit, the yes. way he delivers. Well, why didn't you stick up for you know you guys just stood there while Debo bullied me and they go well why didn't you stick up for us last week when he beat me up in so and so's yard? His instinct when he looks to the side takes a beat and then goes oh that was different it's it's the funniest part in the entire movie and you can't teach that kind of thing you can't teach it tucker's hilarious in it but tucker let's be honest gets by a lot on voice mm-hmm. tucker has been blessed with a an absurd voice yeah so it's 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 not the same thing you know because he could just go out you know what i mean and it's funny Ice Cube, those lines are not... If any other character did those lines, they wouldn't be funny. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. I like the crackhead. I don't know who that... I don't know what that actor's name is. Everybody in the movie is funny. Pooh got zero credit for that flick, so I, I'm getting his back on this one. Well... He got zero... In fact, he had a huge falling out with Ice Cube afterwards, which they've made amends over, but... You know, he was not, he was cut out of the sequels. He got none of the press or publicity. Well, it's interesting. Pooh went on to do The Wash, which is a very bad movie. Right. Uh, And then all the Friday sequels, to my recollection at least, are massive steps down and not good. Cube did all those without Pooh. Pooh did his stuff without Cube. 
you got to kind of look at it and say maybe these two needed to write together. Well, yeah. The Players Club's an okay movie that uh, Cube did solo, but yeah, the stuff they did separately was never great. He just directed Players Club, right? He didn't write it. That I'm or not did sure he? about. He may have written. And then he wrote some movie called Janky Promoters that the Weinsteins just put out and he wasn't it wasn't edited, it wasn't ready to put out. They edited it without him and just released it. Who did? Harvey Weinstein. No, no, no. Who you said he did a move which one? Ice Cube. 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 Cube did. Yeah, Janky Promoters, which I've never seen, but there was a big controversy. Uh, and Players Club was written and directed by Cube himself. I'm a big fan of DJ Pooh. Uh, he, if for those unfamiliar with hip hop, uh, he was King T's DJ, and King T is one of the you know one of the gods of West Coast gangster rap. I'm a huge King T fan, so um, I think Pooh is a really cool guy. I'm impressed that he's able to write comedy and act comedy this well. Um, and it's a shame that uh, it didn't go a little bit further for him because I think he really has a talent for it. Maybe if they get this last Friday picture off the ground that Cube and Chris Tucker now is also teasing. Would Tucker do it because now he's no longer a born-again Christian? He didn't do the sequels because he became born-again and didn't want to cuss. Tucker is Or is he a Jehovah's Witness, one or the other? Tucker is saying that by the way, did you know there was a Friday animated series? I did. I never saw it, but I, I never saw that either. Uh, Tucker is saying, you know, he goes back and forth. One interview, he says he's going to do it. One interview, he says he's not going to do it. You know what I mean? So who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, there has been talk that Ice Cube is going to do this final Friday, and it's going to be called Last Friday, and he's going to bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. I'd love to see it. I actually love the third Friday movie, which introduced me to none other than Cat Williams. That was the first thing I ever saw Cat Williams in. Right. And I was like, this guy is fucking hilarious. Also, Terry Crews was very funny in it. Okay. And Mike Epps is just, to me, just a fucking genius. Mike Epps is great. Um, but, you know, it is kind of weird when Smokey's not there. You know, you, you, you wanted, you, you know, I'm not trying to say, I wasn't trying to say Chris Tucker's not funny earlier. He's hilarious, but, uh, but, uh, you know, he's no, he's no DJ. (laughs) It's crazy. Just, just wrong. You're, you you started laughing, even trying to say it again. Um, I laugh at how disgusted you get. I love, uh, you know, when Chris Tucker's like, Hey, I didn't put the joint in your mouth. And he goes, well, you might as well have come on, Chris, blah, blah, blah. And then Tucker's like, why are you bringing up old shit? It's like something happened like an hour earlier. He gets him high. Well, that was like our shots thing. Yes. You were like Cube. Might as well have. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Why are you bringing up old shit? Hilarious. <laughs> John Witherspoon should have not just been nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but one. He is he is the funniest part of the movie, John Witherspoon, by about that, a thousand percent. Now, listen, Witherspoon's great. He did not deserve a Best supporting i think he should have won and when he gives his speech to cube at the end that would have been his speech when he comes in and he's like this is what makes you a man holds up his fists sometimes you win sometimes you lose but you live to fight another day so you don't think the scene where he's spraying uh, air freshener as he's taking a shit should have been the clip they showed at the oscars no uh, it wouldn't have been the clip but i'm saying he lands those big huge broad comedy moments and then when he comes in to like lay down the dad lesson it's very he's very believable he's very effective it's very good I got goosebumps watching it. Um, 
I thought it was a great performance. Better than I even remembered. I always remembered him being the funniest part of that movie. Okay. Bernie Mac's hilarious in the movie. You just got a lot of great people. The uh, Nia Long is gorgeous and very, very funny. Um, there is a pretty ugly uh, fat shaming scene in it that I would say didn't feel great then. And now it just feels real clunky when she tells him her friends coming over. And the friend says she looks like Janet Jackson. Bitch gets out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. Um, but the amount of time they spent, like Chris Tucker, right to his fit, right to her face, like he just keeps making like disgusted. Something they always had to do in those movies, like if a guy w- wound up kissing a woman who was fat or something, they'd always instead of just making it mean and gross, they have them like mime puking. Like Chris Tucker keeps making these faces, like. Ugh, uh, uh. Like, you're just talking to a woman in the street at this point. You're um, not fucking her. And even if you were, like, w- w- what is this? Why do we have to do this? I felt bad for the actress on the day. I never found the scene funny. It's the one kind of spot in Friday. I'm like, come on. Doesn't bother me one bit. In a, in a movie where, in a movie where, in another type of movie, it might have been out of place. Friday is a very blunt, very candid, very raw humor movie. Everything is on the table. And plenty of other stuff is made fun of. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, in a movie where they're dropping multiple slurs throughout the film. Sure. Uh, where they're talking very candidly about male to female relations, where they're making fun of people for being broke, where they're making fun of people for being addicted to crack, where they're making fun of the fact that Asian people run all the, quote, black owned stores mm-hmm. in, in the ghetto, uh, when they're making fun of drug dealing and they're being mean to children it's like a, a fat joke fits right in there with to me you know it'd be a little it's it's out it, of it went on too long like I, it's just like he doesn't need to continuously mime like he's gonna be sick talking to a woman i i didn't get it i didn't get it but of course the janet jackson freddie jackson thing is very funny when he talks to Neil long about it, it's very funny i just don't like it when the woman is there like and not given any sort of pushback of her own i mean in this one she's like just like dying to get laid i guess is her whole bit but whatever it's something that you know yeah of course would never be in a movie now and sometimes i'm like yeah well i miss those kind of jokes this was not one of those cases felt on felt ugly to me didn't bother me well you sick man joe you're like the lady in the comedy club who laughs at everything and then you go you go, and then how about these Democrats, or, you know, whatever, or how about these Republicans? You go, I'm offended now. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I made fun of everything else. You weren't offended. Offended, I, I mean. I shouldn't say lady. Look, I didn't mean to qualify it with gender. Offended, I, I, I rarely, if ever, get offended. I'm saying I'm watching this, and I'm just like, why? Well, it was keeping her there. Sometimes there's just ways of handling these things where now I, I think about the actress. My, I used to have a boss who I'd be like, do you have to write in the script like Jesse comma a fat bitch with no hope of ever getting laid? And he'd be like, she knows what she is. That's what he would say. Well, that's evil. Yeah, well, he was an evil man. But um, now I hear you. I always think about the actress like, oh, I'm going in for the giant woman that everyone laughs at for five minutes simply because I'm large. Uh, it's rough. Um, it's also tough. That in, said, when they're all making fat jokes with the John Panette in the Seinfeld finale, funny. It's something about it being a woman that that makes that it to weird. me. That's well, that's sexist. I know. I that agree. that to me. I was going to use Seinfeld as an example where I say it doesn't work. 
Uh-huh. It's, oh, making fun of that fat guy? Yeah, it's so needlessly... That show was they never... they gotta go to jail. It's gotta be that extreme. Spoiler alert for the finale of Science. I mean, it's such a re- stupid, ridiculous premise. Uh, but that's why the finale sucks. Loved it. Oh, God, you loved it. No, you didn't. It's not you my favorite it. episode, but it's I... It's passable. No, I thought it was great. You thought it was great? I did. I love when it's on because I never air it. And I'm always like, oh, great. There's big laughs in it. Him doing the stand-up at the at the prison. Hilarious. That's funny at the very end. Yeah. Uh, the uh, But that's where it didn't... Because that was never... To me, that was never Seinfeld. It was never like, hey, we're going to mercilessly make fun of this person. It was always a person did a thing... True. ...that was offbeat to them. And then they would dissect it to the point ad, to, to ad nauseum. That was what Seinfeld... And sometimes that would become mean that they... Or, or, or the only time we get mean is when they would go to extreme lengths to, to fulfill a goal of theirs. Mm-hmm. Like when he steal, Give me the bread, you old bag. Right. You know, like crazy shit because he needed the bread. Right. It was never, we're going to sit here and just make fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, that's just like mean. Like it just doesn't... This isn't... And this is this is how we're sending off these characters. It's not it's not a great last impression. Yeah, I totally get why people didn't like it, but I, I liked it just fine. Um, and that was in line with a spotty last season of highs and lows. I mean, they could have ended it with that backwards episode in the last season. That, that was been pretty the finale, awesome. And, but nobody would have been happy with that being the ending either. You can't please people. Um. Anyway. Friday, great movie. I mean, yeah, it's a great. It's it's a true classic. It's an awesome movie. Ice. I think Ice Cube is not getting enough credit for how likable and funny he is in it. Right out of the gate, um, it's just a great cast. His his uh, obnoxious girlfriend is hilarious. The crackhead again is hilarious. Big Worm, the hair is a bit much. I love Big on a recent though. viewing, but the character is absolutely hilarious. I love, my favorite scene in the movie, my favorite line is the DJ Poo line they said, but my favorite scene in the movie is when Big Worm's got the snack truck and the little fat kid. Yes. Is when he goes, he goes, what what you want, boy? And he goes, you got chili free? Or he got, I forget what he says. And then he goes, boy, what the fuck you want? Uh-huh. He goes chili Fritos, and then he gives them to him, and he or he gives him the dollar, and he doesn't give him the Fritos, and he gets the call, and he's like, "All right, we're closed." And the kid's like, "What about my Fritos?" And he's like, "My money," and he goes, "My money, closed, fat boy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slams the thing shut, drives he's, off in fast forward. T- well, he's ten times the kid's size, which which <laughs> makes that fat joke very funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, when they go to the Benny Hill speed up of him getting in the driver's seat. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. (laughs) I don't know why that happened. But the movie is great. Um, Really, every movie I mentioned on this show earlier, all these kind of quote uh, hood classics, Menace of Society, I'm working my way through them, and they've all been really strong movies. I know there are some that don't stand the test of time, and you don't talk about them, but a lot of these movies were really good. Um, And then in terms of weed movies, Joe, I mean... uh, is this your favorite? I think you got to say Lebowski. Lebowski's my favorite, but Lebowski is is the is, ultimate. This is a close second. Are you a Cheech and Chong fan? I love Cheech and Chong as comics. Uh, their movies never really did it for me, but I like Up and Smoke. You know, Up and Smoke's, Smoke's a classic. Got it. Got its moments, but much funnier as a child than an adult. And I've never seen any of the sequels. 
I used to look at the boxes of like the Corsican brothers and be like, this doesn't look like it's going to be good. Cheech and Chong is pirates. Well, Corsican brothers is like on the way out. Right. It's like the, the teetering out of Cheech and yeah. Chong. Would you consider Office Space a weed movie? Not really. I think there's only one scene of weed. You'd have to call 9 to 5 a weed movie. Oh, that's know? a good point. I mean, they're pretty few and far between. My friends, I think I told you, wanted to do a... Uh, well, I shouldn't tell their idea on the show because it might still happen. No, you shouldn't. Um, yeah, kind of the ultimate weed movie, and I hope it happens. But well, anyway, uh, go watch Friday again. There's a great four-pack you can buy on Amazon, The you know, the four discs in one thing. It's uh, it's an Ice Cube pack, and it's the three Friday movies plus All About the Benjamins. All About the Benjamins is not a great movie, but Mike Epps is astoundingly funny in it. Uh, and it's Never, worth, I don't think I've seen it. It's worth watching just for the Mike Epps scenes. I'll 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 put it in and just flip through the Mike Epps scenes. Mike Epps is a hilarious scene in uh, Soul Men with Bernie Mac and Sam Jackson, which is a pretty funny flick. But... Uh, <laughs> this funniest part he's got this scene with Bernie Mac like one scene and he's like so what are you gonna do about the kids Bernie Mac and he goes man fuck them kids <laughs> and then they cover to Mike Epps and he stares at him and he goes man you just say fuck the kids it's like I can't do it anywhere near as funny as it was but he looks like hurt by it <laughs> man you just gonna say fuck the kid it is incredible that that line is surely on YouTube it's a classic I remember that exploding the theater when I saw that movie but uh, are you a rush hour man one two three yeah, I like Rush Hour 1 and 2. I think 3 sucks. I like 1 and 2, and 3 does suck. But, yeah, Chris Tucker, for me, is a guy I never loved outside of, I guess, those movies and Friday. But, like, Fifth Element, he's too much for me. Uh, yeah. I don't need I it. mean, the classic line in Rush Hour is, which one of y'all kick me? Yeah. Or is that Rush Hour 2? That's the funniest thing in all of the Rush Hour movies. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do our shout outs for this month. Uh, I'm going to put Joe DeRosa comedy on Instagram. That's my only plug. Uh, I'm on sort of on Instagram and Twitter at the Patrick Walsh. Can you do you mind starting the not at all shout outs? I got to turn the oven on. You baking us something a brie. I'm not baking you a goddamn. I ain't baking you a goddamn thing. That sounds right. like gonna be a line in Friday. No, I got to heat up some turkey. Okay. Uh, Anthony V. Manito. I ate all the egg sandwiches, but you better not act like I ate all, I guess, the egg sandwiches is what we mean after that. Matthew Lynch, Superfan Giovanni, Taylor Staten, Mike Flynn, Austin Arbogast, Nicholas McCausland, Zachary Martinez, Sam McDonald, Kelsey Cannavale, John Cooley, Josh Gardner, Heighton Davidson. Aaron Griffith, Slutty Trinkets, Mike Gerbino, Alexis Taylor Alcridge. While I got you, we just love to say, uh, I think a lot of people came to the Patreon this month for our Pet Cemetery episode. We're hearing it's a lot of people's all-time favorite. It's about an hour and a half of just pure Pet Cemetery talk. We don't do as much uh, kind of bantering around as normal. It's just uh, talking about those uh, those movies, shows, books, etc. And I think it's a great one. Check it out. Carmen, Chris Goodnight, Marco Van Wassenhoof, Samantha, Gordy, Jazz and Daisy, Jeremiah, Caleb Sorensen, Stephen McGinty, Austin Scarborough, Adam Crow, Edmund Agabo, Gustavo, Jacko Steele, Ray Tyler, 
Billy Goat Puke. That's charming. Thomas Coza, Brittany Schultz, Brianna Wire, Chris Peters, Heather C., Jay Mitchell, uh, Scott, Will Foley, Dan Gary, Tyler LaPointe, Alex Brearley, Matthew Robinson, Christopher Yarbrough, Chutoy McCoy, Jerron Sanderson, Chuck Armstrong, Matthew McGuire, Anthony Adani, Rahag, last name sounds Asian. Sorry, don't know what that means. Alexa Licciardello, Haley Griggs, Lucas Cifuentes, Coy Cook, Scott Burchett, Rebecca, Michael Borland, Michael Rios, Rebecca, Papa Spoosh, Kelsey, Dan Hapanowitz, Abram Wright, Robert Moran, Scott George, Refarta, I love you, Janet C., Comedians of Wrestling. Oh, that's Dan Black. Hey, Dan Black. Thanks, Danny. And Jamie Lee. Thank you. For yeah, thank you posting. both. Posting you were listening to it uh, the other day. We appreciate it. Listen that. to both of their podcasts. Yes. Jed Patton, Isaac DiLorenzo, Steppenwolf Gangbang, Seaman Demon, Weston Thomas Hividyad, Tom Van Curen, Ronan Faraday, Joe Miller, Pat Flanagan, Haley Twist, Glenn Beesmans, A.F. Bradstone, Richard Howenstein, Chris Larson, Casey Sturgeon, Mike Grant, Ben Wright, Jaden Brady, Patrick C. Brenner, Tom, Matt Paho, Patrick Driscoll, hey Pat, Melinda Ring, Shelby L., Rocky Hawks, Suso, Mike Cook, Alexander Thomas, Laura Johnson, Matt Murphy, Joe Kennedy, Bessie Taliaferro, Sophia Anderson, Samantha Deschanel, Mike Wills, Michael Burke, Brooke Adams, Braden Love, Jeff Henry, Nick Beck Beck, Katrina Elise Gozen, Andrew Telechen, Preston Anderson, Bryce Buckmaster, Martin Murray, Marcus Potish, Scott Riggs, Max Unrath, Nicholas Yui, John Devers, Sinji, Nicholas Edward Fallon Albeck, Evan Barrett, Christopher Klinger, Bug Main, Thomas Braille Christensen, Marcus McGahee, Peeve, Jared Paquin, Christopher Musial, Daniel Pashal, Brandon Cool Handsome Funny, Nicole Quinn, Will Knowlton, Jonathan Sproles, Brian Schachter, Taylor, Lindy West, Kevin Swistowitz, Not Medium Rare, Tom Holt, Justin Tyler, Big Gay Al, Baby Bop and Barney and Baby Bop's Blanky, David Crumholtz. Hello, sir. Hi, David. Alexander Monterubio, Matt Chairs, Martin. Dan Jarchow, Ryan P. Hall. Hi, Ryan. Christopher Reynolds, Patrick Baxter, Julie Bailey, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Sam Elliott, Brett Irway, Patrick Wathan, Truth Crab, Dave DeWitt, Cole Rathaker, Waffles, Sam Mitchell's Extra Wide Socks, Kelly Amoroso, Beth Gaston, Sharifa, David Dennehy, Dev Lowe, Joshua Christensen, K.P. Flynn, Elva Enriquez, Jackson Lohmeyer, Rain, Purple Peacock, Christopher Sabella, Ononymous Boner, Drew Tiberius Pull, Steve Smith, Lupe Pita Pacheo, Tonsi Zonjic, Matt Robin, Kevin Rigotti, Joseph, Christian Reynolds, Josh Smallridge, Kurt Ziegler, Sean Florin, Danny Rudd, Natalie Hartline, Leo Lopez, Emily Rook Not Rock, Scott Hugh, Dave Del Greco, Kurt Ziegler, Chloe Paget. Dennis Ormston, Travis Hines, John Wiesengruber, Angela Porcaro, James O'Brien, Matthew Moon, Jay Fisher, Sean Lyle, 
John Hollywood, Jake McAlvain, Meredith McWilliams, Tanning Chatham, Jesse Janicki, Mike Greenwood, Brianna Alkire, Matt, supportive guy. Oops, I said that last one wrong. Anthony Rodriguez, Chris Passmore, Casey Jones. Take it, Joe. Sinji, Robert Haynes, Natalie Hatley. Will <laughs> little phlegm there in the throat. Rough start. Will Pittman, Kevin McNanny, Kevin Driscoll, Jen Wessels, Joe Hoffman, Scott Sweeney, Jay Miller, Clayton Stamper, Amanda Lancaster, Michael Ballas, Ethan Gamage, Derek Adams, Sean Hall, Adam Lounsbury, Vincent Franks, Joseph Regoza, Anna DeMario, Bo, Aaron Roberts, Scott John, Ben Metty, fucking Rich Tillman, Sarah Catherine, Paul, fucking pig person Murchie, Scott Sweezy, Carrie, Cara Connie, Canini, Cara Canini, Chuck Andrews, Tom Laverick, Tucker Rouch, John Smith, Andrew, Brian Bolaurier, Will Helms, Jennifer Anna, T.L. Monholland, Jake Bullock, Slay Bodies, Not Reindeer, ZeroFoxTrot.com, Matt Crawford, Richard Deming, Brian Callis, Tim Drain, Michael Madrigal, go to Mr. Suit Records in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Bretton Fraser, Sean, Luke Fiziak, Karen Kilgariff, listen to Karen and George's podcast, My Favorite Murder, Nathan Basket, Gary Miner, Gary Myron, isn't Gary Miner an actor? Gary, yeah, somebody, Gary Myron, Jerry Myron, uh, okay, Dylan Lahr, Phil Burrell, Edmund Dillon, The Black Magic Ninja, Scott, Pauline Cyril, Daphne Kellogg, Tristan Avery, Steve Polychronopoulos, Julie Aguirre, Charity Ferguson, Hank from Dan Cakes, Nick Wather, Walther, excuse me, Nick Walther, Alexander, Alexander Stein, Emily Marvel, John B. Watt, Visit Zombians Horror Crafts on Etsy, Maury Benjamin, <clears throat> Nicholas Burns, Alex Nelson, Jeremy Cool. A cocktail called a DeRosa would consist of what? It's a great question. Alex Shipley, Sean Pinnock, Amanda Liebson, Timothy Letso, Shane Nazarian, hey, Samantha Kiefer, we're married now, crazy, David Bellinger, Hunter McDonald, Justin Bohager, Adam Bembenick, Manny Rios, Demonio Rubio, Brandon Gash, Brandon, how are you, Jake Farote, Rob Lines, Jacob Barrett, Jordan C., Maxwell Ashcroft, Barb Allen, Chris Bowen, Mike Gibbons, Donye Joyce, Michael Dawson, Jennifer Smith, Connor Dennehy, Andrew J. Guajardo, Annie Johannesson, Timmy Kay, Megley Brand, Scott Blickensdurfer, Brett Wemmer, Anthony Guajardo, Jared Blair, Richie Verdugo, Chris Hopper, Emily Florence. Hi, Emily. Thank you for all you do for us and the fans. Sean L., Abby Manuel, Jonathan Galat. Manny Tinkles Hogwallop, Stephanie Power, Diego Campos, Stefan Masseau, Zoe Blazkovec, Aisley Kivensland, Dan McLeod, Lorenz Bunganiers, Alejandro Salgado, Tracy Reddington, Sean Thomas, Amanda Alzamoro, Jason Weibel, Mike Curry, Sam Mitchell, Aaron Milanowski, Scott Nolan, Ben, Misty Zavar, hey, Sport Coca-Cola, Danielle Dewar, uh, Eric Lamora, Kevin Marcinek, Lawrence Anderson, 
Jared Smallridge, Will Podorf, Natalie Craig, Kyle Kinslin, the man whose name we cannot speak, Ani Babaduk, Scott Patton, Lindsay, Julianne Crew, Gabrielle King, Sam Street, Kevin Willingham, Willing, Kevin Willingham, the Block Watch. As usual, completely overwhelmed uh, and touched by the amount of support you all are showing as fans. Uh, just that's awesome. So it's overwhelming each time, folks. Just the thought: we're talking about doing away with the shout-outs aspect of Patreon. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that. I think there's probably a more valuable way we could, uh, you know, or something better to give you for that for that money or something alternate to to just reading everybody's names. Um, it's sort of, you know, we've been doing it for a while now, and I think maybe it's time for a change. Uh, bonus apps aren't going anywhere, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on the shout outs. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. We'll see you in hell. A podcast network.